Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Glamour, oh, fearless. Diva Talk Radio. Hello, Divas. Are you ready? Because I'm ready for another edition of Spotlight Diva Talk Radio, a show dedicated to women living with at-risk and affected by, di- affected by diabetes. I'm so excited about our guest, I'm screwing up all the words. I'm your host, Mr. Diva Bedick, and I'm on a quest to glamorize good health as well as change the way we're learning about diabetes. So sit back, relax, and get inspired because tonight we're shining the spotlight on a certified diabetes educator, registered dietitian, and author Constance Brown Riggs. Over the course of her career, Constance has established herself as an expert on the subject of nutrition, diabetes, and the cultural issues that impact the health and health care of people of color. Tonight, I'll be talking to Constance about her brand new book, The African American Guide to Living Well with Diabetes, available on Amazon.com. You want to go there through the interview, feel free to, as well as her recent profile by my good friend and fellow diva, Reva Greenberg in the Huffington Post. So uh, Constance has been on a media tour. If you have any questions or you'd like to call in and make a comment, please dial these digits, 347-215-8551, or feel free to visit our website, divabetic.org, where you where you can listen to all the past shows. Now, the applause already started, so let's welcome our diva tonight. Hello, Constance. Hi, Max. How are you? I'm great. You know, we're both from New York, and it's a little cold outside, so uh, this is a, we're going to warm up people's hearts with some interesting conversation about your newest book. Congratulations. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have to tell you, I love that music on the intro. <laughs> well, you know, I don't pay those girls very much, but they do. Once they get going, it's hard <laughs> to stop them. They're, uh, thank you. We have a good time with the late. They're from L.A., actually. They're two of my okay. good friends who sang that for us. Uh, nice. Before we get started talking about the book, Constance, just tell me a little bit about your career working and diabetes for our listeners? Well, uh, as you mentioned, I am a a registered dietitian, certified diabetes educator. I have a private practice, Long Island, New York, and um, I work with healthcare professionals as well, educating uh, healthcare professionals all about diabetes, medications, and what we call medical nutrition therapy. And then, of course, I see patients in my practice And I love what I do. That's the important thing. I really love what I do. I'm so passionate about diabetes, and I I appreciate the opportunity to participate on your show and speak to all the divas out there, the divabetics. Well, and and they are divas, and hopefully they'll be calling in again at 347-215-8551 to talk to our diva tonight, Constance. Uh, You mentioned some big terms in the beginning. I just would like to clarify, if you will, for me, uh, the difference between a nutritionist and a registered dietitian. 
Well, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist, uh, but a registered dietitian, if you're seeing a registered dietitian, you're assured that they have the professional credentials, professional education. They have, um, they have to meet, you know, rigorous uh, criteria as far as exam. So they are registered by exam, and it is a comprehensive exam. So, again, anyone can call themselves a nutritionist, but um, you can only call yourself a registered dietitian if you have been credentialed as such. And as I mentioned, in terms of background, uh, we have a breadth of nutrition education that goes along with that uh, registration. And so for listeners, if you're creating a healthcare entourage, which we always tell people at DivaBetic, you want to look for a registered dietitian to join the team instead of a nutritionist. So thank you for clarifying that, Constance. You know, I was reading your background, and I know that you have worked with uh, substance abuse patients uh, um, in earlier in your earlier work. And, you know, my former boss, Luther Vandross, had a very public battle with his weight. More and more people are talking today about how people have addictions to food. Have you seen some similarities between these two careers? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, and, and particularly in terms of what I do as as a registered dietitian and, and looking at nutrition intervention and uh, behavior modification. So whether we're talking about uh, drug and alcohol or a, few, a food addiction, the uh, if you will, the mechanism is the same in, in terms of that compulsive behavior. And so much of what we look at is behavior modification. And uh, as I said, it attributes... It can go for both drug and alcohol as well as food addiction. And I, and I love I work that with term, nutrition and, intervention. So is, is something you work with your clients on, is that like detoxing and choosing to eliminate food, you know, trying to eliminate a food sure. that might be a trigger? It, and it's counseling as opposed to education. So it's an ongoing relationship that I have so with So, for example, what might, what's been a previous, can you just tell us a little bit about a nutrition intervention that you've had? Well, if I have someone come in and um, whether it's, uh, they, they may be anorexic, it may be, uh, well, anorexic, they have that aversion to food, but in terms of bulimia or someone who may be a member of Overeaters Anonymous. And so we use some of the same tools in terms of behavior modification that you would use in drug and alcohol. And for anyone that's, that's familiar with Overeaters Anonymous, it is a 12-step program very similar to the 12-step program for um, an alcoholic or someone in, in drug rehab. And so when they come in to see me, we're really looking at behavior, not even so much the actual food, but how the individual uses the food, what that food means to them, what are the foods that will trigger them to overeat. Oftentimes they do have a particular food. Um, it could be anything as, as simple as butternut squash, I had a client that butternut squash, if she ate that, it would kind of throw her off, and that's when she went off the deep end with food and, and binging on large amounts of food. So it's, it's that Yeah, Luther, of- Luther definitely, fried foods were really one of his big triggers, and, you know, it really was like a, you know, a substance where if he had one piece of it, then he couldn't stop. So uh, sure. that's a, a very interesting. I know you do a blog as well, so I'm sure you cover a lot of this in your blog. What is the name of the blog? It is uh, Diabetes, Don't Claim It, Manage It. Okay. okay so, so it's basically telling people you, you don't have to, you know, um, claim it in terms of the, the negative sense, but certainly you do have to manage it. You have to well, take we like control. to say denial is not my style, but tonight I will say don't claim it, manage it. I know that's a popular <laughs> 
uh, don't claim it. It's kind of very popular in a lot of African-American churches. Your book is focusing on African-Americans specifically. Why did you choose to do that with the Living Well uh, with Diabetes book that just came out? Well, I've, you know, as an educator for quite a long period of time, I've come across many books, and there are very few, if if any, that really deal specifically with African Americans in terms of diabetes. So my book really speaks, the the African American Guide to Living Well with Diabetes really speaks to the African American in a language that they can hear, that they can understand, that they can relate to. I also found it very relatable, but one of the things that caught my attention in your book was you were talking specifically about the relationship between African Americans and their doctors, which I would like you to explain, because we do a lot of coaching at Divabetic around being a diva in the doctor's room. So what, what do you, how, just tell us a little bit about why you focused on that. Well, it's so important to, to understand that the doctor is a human being, and we all have personalities. And you may go into that doctor's office and, and maybe, you know, you, you get a bad vibe. You just, it doesn't seem like the doctor's listening to you, like maybe he doesn't respect you or doesn't clearly understand. And if you have a hard time relating to your doctor, then you need to change and get another doctor. And there's nothing wrong with that. Also, when we look historically, many African Americans are very uh, apprehensive when it comes to doctors and, and going into a doctor's office. And that goes back to um, the whole Tuskegee experiment. So there's that lack of trust as a result of that experiment. And again, I, I think the most important thing is if you go into the doctor and you're not getting the care that you believe you should get, and you don't feel comfortable with that doctor, and you can't talk to that doctor, and he or she will not listen to you, it's time for you to get another doctor. And I've referred many patients to other doctors, and then they're happy. And that has a lot to do with their outcome in in terms of care. So it's so important to understand that. Uh, No, you know, I do find that's true. Uh, Specifically, you know, I focus on women. We find out that women don't make themselves a top priority. They're taking care of everyone else, and then, you know, if you do get a woman to have the light bulb go off and she wants to go see the doctor, but the doctor's not really working with her, it starts the whole conversation all over again. So thank you for talking a little bit about that. Um, I want to remind our listeners, they could always call in to 347-215-8551 and ask um, Constance a question, like perhaps this one, Constance. I'm reading the book, and I I read about the soul food pyramid. In fact, Reva Greenberg mentioned it in your Huffington Post uh, profile. Why did you create the soul food pyramid? Again, um, and actually my soul food pyramid, for anyone that does have the book, is in Chapter 6. If they go out and get the book, they can find it there. As well as, um, while we're talking about that, I'm sorry, Max, I just... I'm reminded that your listeners, they can go to my Facebook page, to the book's uh, fan page, and that's um, facebook.com forward slash living well with diabetes. And after your show, they'll be able to actually download a copy of the Diabetes Soul Food Pyramid. And my whole reason for uh, developing the Diabetes Soul Food Pyramid was, again, when I looked at other pyramids that were out there, they weren't really speaking in in terms of ethnic food, uh, traditional foods from the South. So what I did with my diabetes soul food pyramid is simply chock it full of those traditional foods from the South so that now if I have someone come in who's eating that type of food, I can show them that chitlins, for an example, okay, chitlins are not in the meat group. 
chitlins or chitlings, proper way to say it, <laughs> chitlings are up at the tip of the pyramid because they're high in fat. And then uh, oftentimes people don't even think of, of fruit, which is on any pyramid, but fruit is also very high in carbohydrate. Um, black eyed I'm peas, always having people example. tell me that they're told to eat certain fruits, not other fruits. Do you have any – what do you feel about that? As no, a, it's really – more than anything, it has to do with portion control. That That's really it. I have people come in and they tell me, oh, I can't drink orange juice. I've been told never to drink orange juice. And typically it's because they're trying to drink a quart of orange juice at one time. If they have a serving, which is a half cup, four ounces, typically they can incorporate that into their meal without having elevated blood sugars. And, well, and I mean, again, there's so much really... confusing information out there. It, it is kind of crazy, but I do love I love this. I mean, you you mentioned so, uh, stewed tomatoes too. I think in the soul food mm-hmm. pyramid, right? That's right. And uh, as I said, lima beans, black eyed peas, biscuits. You don't you don't see that typically. I'd love in, to know where uh, the biscuit is. I would think it would be at the bottom of the pyramid, but. Absolutely, that's where it is. <laughs> I did. We did a show recently. A woman went to Red Lobster. She loved. She loves the biscuits. She admitted at a diabetes outreach event she loved the biscuits, and then we were actually able to coach her through moderation. So, I mean, if someone really came into you who was Creole or enjoyed a lot of Cajun food, the idea here is that you would what? Would you tell them they couldn't eat Cajun or Creole, or what would you? How would you advise them as a registered dietitian? As a registered dietitian, the first thing that I would do is find out exactly what that means to them. What are they eating? What foods are they including? and then show them how they can include those foods and still be successful at managing their diabetes. Now, maybe they're not going to be able to have as much as, as they did previously. If we take, um, I don't know, and, and do a so, and do a sausage, which is, you know, very high in fat, and on occasion they'll still be able to include that. And, and that's the goal, not, to, not total elimination, but let's see how we can work that into the meal plan in a safe way. And most well, and I know there's people... got to be a lot of cinnamon in some Cajun and Creole foods. What have you heard about? A lot of people have talked to us at programs about cinnamon lowering, a natural way to lower your blood uh, glucose values. What have you heard of that? There, there is not um, a, a lot of research at this point. So certainly if someone wants to add a little bit of cinnamon or if they want to shake a lot on their cereal, in, in their foods, uh, in a cup of coffee, that's fine. What, um, what concerns me is cinnamon capsules, taking in large amounts of cinnamon, because we don't know what the long-term effect of that is actually going to be. We, you know, we're, we've never taken cinnamon in that way. We've used cinnamon to spice up the foods, add a little flavor, but never in a concentrated form in a capsule. So I encourage my patients, you know, to, to try to avoid the capsules and, and just use it on their food, put it on, you know, whatever it is that they enjoy, but uh, be very careful with, with the capsules. All right. Well, Constance, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, listeners, we're going to have more with our special guest, Constance Brown-Riggs, the author of The African-American Guide to Living Well with Diabetes. Plus, we'll find out how the Bible can play a part in your diabetes management, as well as get Constance to weigh in on the diet wars between Queen Latifah and Jennifer Hudson. Plus, Constance is going to play Pick a Number to help us better manage our diabetes and health. But right now, we're going to take a quick break and get some special announcements from my producer, Lisa. Take it away, Lisa. Thanks, Max. Now, here's what's going on this month. 
Not only do we have Black History Month, the Academy Awards, and the Super Bowl in February, it's Valentine's Day, and DivaBetic is unleashing the power of love this month. Our theme is Love Yourself, Love Your Health, because we want our divas to give themselves a Valentine's gift that's better than candy and flowers, love and health. And the star power of celebrity eye candy like George Clooney, Eva Longoria, and Brad Pitt is helping to heat up interest in diabetes education this Valentine's Day as we introduce our love-inspired edition of the popular self-care game, Diabetes Numerology. Manage your numbers, glucose, blood pressure, cholesterol, and weight in a fun game with real housewives situations. It's flashy, it's addictive, and it's a free download from the Divabetic website. Go to divabetic.org and click the Games button on the right. Upcoming radio shows include the Diabetes Roundtable on Tuesday, February 8th at 6 p.m. Eastern Time with the Charlie's Angels of Diabetes Outreach giving the ugly truth about sugar-free chocolates and dining out with a dietitian's romantic dinner for two at Panda Express as they search for healthy options on the menu. Our guest next month on Diabetes Spotlight will be Dr. Beverly Adler. Dr. Bev, as she is affectionately called, is the self-proclaimed diabetes diva, and she'll be right here on Tuesday, March 1st at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. That's it for tonight's news. Now it's back to Mr. Diva Bedek in the studio to spread some more love. Wow, good grief, Lisa. That's quite a laundry list. But the thing that caught my attention, Divas, is that you could pretend like you're Camille uh, Grammer from the Beverly Hills Real, House, Real Housewives this Saturday at, in Philadelphia and try my new game, Diabetes Numerology. I put a fun Real House, Housewives twist on it, so pretend that you're on the Bravo network with me and have a lot of fun. Plus, I'll be in New York with another Diva Club meeting this week. So for all the dates on DivaBetic, please visit DivaBetic.org. Now, let's get back to the show and Constance, because Constance, I hear a wheel, a wheel spinning in the background. It's time to play. Pick a number. Constance, what number did you pick tonight? Fifteen. Fifteen. And why is the number fifteen going to help us stay healthy and upbeat about our diabetes care? The number fifteen will actually help in managing a low blood sugar. We call it the rule of 15. So it's eating 15 grams of fast-acting carbohydrate, waiting 15 minutes, rechecking blood sugar, and if it hasn't gone up significantly, take another 15 grams of fast-acting carbohydrate. And, of course, you check your blood sugar in the beginning to find out whether you're, in fact, low or high. And a very very often people over-treat the low. So they may go from 40 or 60 to 360, and that's because they're taking in too much carbohydrate. And, and like, no let's, how much let's talk I, about this. This is such a big deal, not only with uh, a lot with type 2s and a lot with African Americans, but everyone with type 2. Uh, is a, are, when you say about over-treating, are you telling me I should have two big cheesecakes or should I have one? <laughs> no. When I'm talking about over-treating, that's if you have a low blood sugar. So that's not the time is that a big to goal? pull out the Hershey bar. No, that's not a big goal. Is that a that's pint of Ben & Jerry's ice cream? Not a pint of Listeners, Ben & Jerry's. I mean, this is important information, Constance. I, I right. agree with you on this. So what is a good 
what is 15 grams of carbohydrates? Give me an example. Four ounces, four ounces of orange juice. This is that a 16? Is that a six, so a 16 ounce bottle of soda is not four no. ounces, correct? Okay. No. I mean, let's just be honest. No. So you, you, That's you're supposed right. to have a little sip. Now we understand though that people get really nervous and and confused and. You know, they they get so nervous they they over treat because you know they're panic stricken. But they right. this is right. you're really telling them they need to really kind of slow down and uh, start slowly with small exactly. portions. And the point is because you don't want the roller coaster effect, correct? That's right. Exactly. And what would that be? And, well, the, the the roller coaster effect is that they they're going low, they over treat, they end up extremely high. And now they, they've got to do something to take care of that extreme high blood sugar. So they may actually, if they're on insulin, they may decide to take a little more insulin, and now they come back down and they may crash again, and they've got to retreat that. The other thing is when you're um, going on that roller coaster effect, it affects calorie level. And, of course, you're over-treating, you're taking in more calories. And typically for the individual with type 2, weight loss is, is part of their uh, self-management. You know, they should be losing weight. And for the person with type 1, of course, up and down is not good because it doesn't, well, for either one, it doesn't feel good. And, and it really wears, you know, wears and tears on the body. So if they can treat it and understand and know that it takes about that 15 minutes, Sometimes just understanding that fact is enough for them to get through the 15 minutes feeling better, that they don't have to constantly shove sugar down their throat while they're waiting for that 15 minutes. Because no matter what, that's about how long it's going to take before they begin to feel better. So our number one, of the one, night one again that, is 15. 15 I'm sorry. is the number. And I just want to throw this in because so often people have that Hershey bar hidden away in the corner in the refrigerator or that Snickers, and they can't wait to have a low blood sugar. That's actually the worst thing they can do because that has fat, and that fat is going to keep it in the stomach longer. So rather than that The glucose, chocolate has fat, correct? That's right. That's so right. a Hershey's so kiss would be the same you. thing, a Reese's that's peanut right. butter cup, a Twix. Exactly, yes. What about Not sugar? You know, it's Valentine's Day. We're sugar. all going to – you mean you're telling me the box of Godiva is going to get you for Valentine's Day? Constance is not the right way for you to treat a low blood sugar? Absolutely not. What no, would you prefer I give you? Not the right way. Um, to treat a low blood sugar, even jelly beans are better. Okay. Um, hard candies, as I said, fruit juice, um, regular soda, but only a half cup, only four ounces of regular soda to treat so. a low and the note there, people, is just to be careful not to over-treat. I love that message. Now, Constance, we just mentioned Jennifer Hudson and Queen Latifah. This is a diet war going on, people. I don't know if you heard about this, but Queen Latifah was advocating just lose 10. Jennifer Hudson is the incredible shrinking woman. Every time I turn on the TV, she's singing amazing, but she's smaller and smaller. What is your feeling on these diet plans? Several major companies are coming out with diet plans around people living with diabetes. Others are, you know, pushing uh, women over 40 in bikinis. I'm just curious, what, what what's your feeling on that, Constance? I, I think sometimes it, it, it sets our divas up for failure in a sense uh, because you have to understand these, these are programs, but it is a commercial, and um, oftentimes, you know, for all we know, they're not even following that plan exactly. From the perspective of the, the amount of weight that's lost, the important thing for the divas to understand is that if they're losing 10 or 15 pounds, that is going to make a difference. That can help to lessen some of the insulin resistance that they may be experiencing. 
and they don't have to feel that they're a failure if they don't get down into a bikini or if they don't become the incredible shrinking woman, shrinking, shrunken woman. <laughs> well, it's not even but that. It's like I do have a lot of plus-size models who listen to the show, and we love, they, they, they participate at all my big makeover events, and, you know, they don't want to lose their curves. There's a fear. I think, you know, I could say generally speaking among African, women of color about not wanting sure. to lose their curves. So are you telling us that, you know, they could lose a little bit of weight, still hold on their curves, but really kind of impact their chance of getting diabetes as well as just helping better manage their care? Yes, yes. And and by exercising along I with I just that, pulled a Gail King there where yeah. I asked you the whole question and answered it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so welcome to OWN Network, everybody. <laughs> it's so important to, uh, you know, for to, for them to get that message because I have I have women come in my office and it's the same thing. They tell me, oh, no, I can't get down to that ideal body weight. And I never talk to them about the ideal body weight. But maybe maybe they went to Weight Watchers and they did mention what an ideal body weight is for them. And when they come to me, they're telling me, I can't do that. You don't understand. My man does not want me like a stick. And so it's important for me to let them know that's not the point. The point is you want to lose some weight because it absolutely will help to lessen some of the insulin resistance and help you to manage your diabetes better. So I, and I think if they use the individual... soul food pyramid, they could learn to use some of the foods they're used to and not have to eliminate them completely absolutely. in order to accomplish that. And in the back of my book, in the African-American Guide to Living Well with Diabetes, I have meal plans and I have sample recipes as well that will help them along the way to lose that 10 or 15 pounds and to manage their diabetes successfully. And you were so nice to us that you allowed us to publish some of them on our website, divabetic.org. I heard they've been being downloaded. So there's uh, tons of recipes that people could get off of, out of your book as well as on your blog. blog. And, again, they could go to Amazon.com to get your book. Now, you end your book, each chapter ends with For the Spirit. Uh, it's an inspirational, encouraging message. And I'm just curious, because I do a lot of faith-based outreach, how do you feel the belief in a higher power can help people overcome an illness, both on oh, the pro I, and, and con side? I'm just curious. Well, well, I think it, it just it is a source of strength for you. When, when you recognize that there is that higher power and, and that connection. And is what I, you know, as I tell, I do faith-based also, and so I'll tell individuals, you, you pray for strength to take care of your family. You pray for strength for all these other things. You can pray for strength to follow your meal plan. Pray for strength that you're going to count your grams of carbohydrate correctly. You know, we, we can, the higher power, the spirit, is concerned with every aspect of our life. And so certainly when it comes to diabetes, we want to use that as a source of strength. And, um, you know, at the end but of each chapter... there's a big but here, because I've done some outreach, and um, I'm not talking about Queen Latifah's but, everybody. Uh, and <laughs> the thing is that some people pray to get rid of their diabetes and don't medicate, and that scares yes. me. This has happened to... Has, have you encountered this? That's where the name of my blog came from, Diabetes... Don't claim it, manage it. Because many people will say, I'm not claiming it. And they use that, instead of a source of strength, they use that as a source of denial. And so they deny that they have it, and they choose to do absolutely nothing. And that certainly isn't what the uh, Spirit tells us, what, what the Savior tells us. It's basically what we should be doing is 
using all of our God-given resources to help us manage it, whether it's medication, it's following the meal plan, it's exercise. And absolutely, we can pray, and we should pray every single day. But by the same token, we have to take steps. And if we take the correct steps, and of course it really depends on the individual, we may not require as much medication. We may be able to take less medication. Some of us may be even able to take no medication at all and manage our diabetes. Of course, that's all very individual. But the important thing, the most important thing, is we've got to pray and act and not just sit back and think that if you do nothing but pray, it's going to go away. It won't. I love that. Pray, act, don't sit back. Constance, mm-hmm. do you have a passage from For Your Spirit you'd like to read to us tonight before we wrap up? Well, one one of the passages, and I just lost the page. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to freestyle for a minute. No, I'm only joking. Okay. Everybody, <laughs> this has been an incredible well, conversation. Well, You're in New York. I'm in New York. We have to meet. I, I definitely want to have you back and have the divas uh, talk to you again. But please, did you find that I passage? I, I found it, and, it, and the important thing, the title of it is more than one way to get the job done. And I, I think that's so important for, you know, for people that have diabetes to understand that there's just more than one way to manage your diabetes, especially when we talk about eating, um, you know, ex- the, the end of it, because this happens to be a long passage, but exercising our faith and truly believing that God will help us find a way to heal is the first step and the second and the last. And when it comes to taking care of any of our needs, for physical sustenance, for health, for spiritual growth, we must remember to keep looking for the right way to do it. And and it's very individual. That that's Well, important. I love your spirit, Constance, and unfortunately we're out of time tonight. But I want to remind our listeners to please tune in next week to Diva Talk uh, Radio Roundtable next Tuesday night, February 8th at 6 p.m. I want to thank my fabulous guest tonight, Constance Brown-Riggs. Please pick up her book, the American African Guide to Living Well with Diabetes, available at Amazon.com. Special thanks to our sponsors, Crystal Light, Dr. Scholl's, Nutrisystem, Diabetes Self-Management, Myabetic, Yagalicious, Cabot Cheese, Pump, Ware, Sugar Crush, New Naturals, Verizon, the American Diabetes Association, Diabetes Health Magazine, D-Life, Pretzel Crisp, Lipo in a Box, and Underology for supporting the diabetic community. Remember, Every diva has an entourage, and I'm so glad to be part of yours. Let's stay happy and healthy together. Okay, diva, start singing. Here we go. We're saying goodbye, everybody.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.